0: What it do, it's your boy, Censor B. Welcome. Let's talk about it, episode 15. Happy Halloween, y'all. Are y'all getting dressed up? You getting suited and booted? You passing out candy tonight? Or are you having your light turned off? Mm-hmm. Are you getting candy tonight? Are you going to a party tonight? What's your plans? Either way it go. Be safe either way. Have a good Halloween. Don't eat too much candy, but eat some, enjoy it. I remember, man, did you remember this man back in the day where I was from, when I was little, we used to go get candy, but we couldn't eat it because we had to come home and sit down and check every piece, man. Because there've been so many cases of people putting razor blades and needles and stuff inside the candy, yo. What? Yes! Oh man, I think times have changed now, but. Yeah. Still not safe but you know it's crazy. Yeah, and what about people who give fruit out? You th- think you think you should do that? I mean if, if you're a kid right now you go to somebody's house they give you an apple would you be mad? <laughs> like would you be mad and disappointed like like why would you do that? I, I mean I, I know you want to be able to be healthy. I mean it's the spirit of the thing. I I think, I think at some point we have to just let people just be normal for a minute. You know what I'm saying? You might be like a workaholic, but when it comes to like Halloween kids, give them candy, man. You know what I'm saying? It's not mean, it's not mean you tell them to be fat. You give them an apple, they might throw shit in the trash in the way. I'm just talking. <laughs> Happy Halloween, yo. Let's do this. I mean, let's go to the show. Let's do this. <music> So you want to become an athlete, you're trying to become a musician. Hey, you even trying to become a podcaster, doctor, any profession you're trying to do. You're putting in a lot of time to, to learn this. You're putting in a lot of extra work. A lot of practice goes into these things. You're putting out episodes after episodes and you know, you've been doing this for so long and putting in so much work that you know that you are at the uh, point of your life where your abilities is just as good as anybody else in that field. But then someone close to you tells you, you're not that good. You're not gonna make it. And for a lot of people who hear this, it just tears people down, they quit. Their spirits are broken. They quit doing what they're doing, something that made them who they are, something they love to do because of those words that you're not good. You're not good enough. You're not gonna make it. Then they quit and they venture off into a different path. And for the rest of their life, they live with this what if question in their head. But these close friends or family members who tell you you're not going to make it what are they really saying a lot of times these people don't even really mean you're not going to make it or you're not good enough a lot of times these people what they are really saying is that i don't believe that i can know someone who is a star or someone who is rich or someone who has this great, great job making all this money, I can't see myself knowing somebody like that. See, when those people look at TV and see a star, they see someone they're never gonna meet. When we, people who are in these skill sets or profession or, you know, trying to become these, uh, artists or whatever, when we see those people on TV, the famous people on TV, these are people we want to be. And a lot of times the people that tell you, you're not going to make it good enough. They don't even know what you're doing. Sometimes they cannot do what you're doing. A lot of times they don't even have anything that they even like to do at all. So again, to them, it's like, it's impossible for me to know someone or for me to be able to walk down a red carpet. I'm never gonna be able to do that. I'm not gonna be on a movie scene. I'm not gonna be doing any commercials. There's no way I'm gonna make a hit song. I'm not comfortable enough to talk on a podcast. I don't wanna show my face in the video. That's what these people are thinking. So when they really come to you like that, they're not trying to really put you down. They just don't have another way of, of thinking that it's really just them. Now I've done tests test before, but I've made beats before. And I've told people the beats that I made I get, it was made by a popular DJ name. And the actual beat made by that DJ was me. And every time they would pick the one, my beat, because of the DJ's name. And the reason I know that is I reversed it and they still picked the DJ name. And, it's not, and, and they didn't pick it because my beat was necessarily better or worse. It's just that they knew who the DJ name was. And for me though, it like, well, no, it's like, no, it's no way. Even though, even though both beats were just as dope, it's just no way he can make a beat that I'm gonna pick and like over a professional DJ. That's the mindset of those people. So the next time someone tells you, hey, you're not gonna make it. You're not good enough, and you know you put in the time and the work, and you practice your craft all the time, and you know you're just as good, then understand why the people are telling you that. It's not that they don't believe in you, it's just that they don't believe in themselves. And you go on and continue doing your practicing and getting better until you reach that goal you're trying to reach. What are your thoughts about this? Hey, let's talk about it. In the spirit of Halloween, I thought I'd tell y'all one of my scary stories growing up as a kid. Now, I never shared this story in full with anyone. i told parts of this story, but for different reasons. And I never told the truth about the whole story. So it's the first time anybody has ever heard this story full. So first, let me tell you where I'm from. That does play a part later on. I'm from Houston, Texas. I grew up in Fifth Ward. Well, actually, I, I was in Third Ward. I moved to Fifth Ward, my seventh grade. And from seventh grade to I graduated high school, I lived in the Fifth Ward. Uh, these are places that are rough, yo. I mean, like ghetto birds flying around, helicopters with spotlights. We got prostitutes right on the corner of my apartment that starts off at at 22 years old and, and two years later, they look 80. So uh, that kind of place that we live in, it was, it was rough. It was rough. But um, I ended up joining the Cub Scouts. So, yeah, I did join the Cub Scouts. It was a short stay, but I did join the Cub Scouts. So we joined the Cub Scouts. And uh, once I joined, they uh, had a trip that they was going to take us to a place called Camp Strait. Okay. So I was like, all right, you know, I've never been camping before. I've been hunting with my uncles and them. They go hunting all the time. And they want me to shoot this rabbit. I had a rifle. I, sh- I started crying. So I ain't I do good at hunting, but I went. But I never camped that overnight. That was the first time. So my mom begged, like, oh boy, camp nice. <laughs> What? Hey, the woods? Okay, my friends want to go. Who's also cuff Scouts? All right, I go, I go, I go. So, we end up going to this camp, straight. All right. So we get there, and they have the tents are already like they got they like permanent tents. All right, they always there. So we get ready to put our bags and stuff, pick out tents and stuff. Well, our camp um, instructor like before you go in, take this can of off and spray inside the tent for any uh, in- insects that may be in there. we was like, all right, it's cool, let's go do that. So me, my boy grabbed a can, and we get inside the tent because they're like a, a dark green. It's kind of dark in there, and especially uh, on the ceiling, on the ceiling part, it's kind of dark. So we looked up, and we sprayed, and as we sprayed, you started seeing more and more of the green or the tent. Come to find out, man, it was all daddy long-leg spiders that covered the whole roof, made it look black. We wanna be s- s- screaming. And now these spiders was coming like everywhere, man. you're like, oh my gosh. So that was strike one right there. And I can't stand spiders, yo. So that was strike one. Okay, so we got past that ordeal. <laughs> so we got past that. All right, I'm already freaking out already because <laughs> it's going to be these these big ass spiders and shit. So we put my bag in there. And we get our bags put away. Then the rest of the day, we're fine. Uh, the next day came by, we pretty fine the second day too. But that night, on the second night, they decided to start doing these camp stories, yo. So they started telling us about this camp straight monster that's on camp straight that they can never find. And he's similar to Bigfoot. So I'm like, in my head like, what? (laughs) Like, Like, wait a minute, what? I I'm from the hood. I only see Bigfoot on TV and, and that shit looks scary on TV. He's here. So I'm like, he's here, y'all. So that wasn't the only one. Like other kids on these faces were, like getting scared. That shit was something real from the story they was telling. So now they don't they never come back and say he planned. They leave it as that. He is here. We just have not been able to catch him or see him really. But he's here. So they never cleared it up. So now I'm freaking out strike two. <laughs> That's strike two right there. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, strike two, strike two. So strike two comes around, telling the story. So the next morning, we go out for a little, take a little a little, a little walk through in the, in the woods and talk about different kind of, you know, flowers and pine cones and just tell us stuff about the environment. We come across this tree that look like it's been scratched. It's got to be like eight feet. Like I've been scratched. Like my, my adult self right now would, would think now maybe that was a bear. Maybe. But I don't know any bears that are out there. It might not be no bears out there. But for them, they told us that this might be the castrate monster who did that. Did they Did not say it was a bear or nothing? They said this could be the castrate monster. Now, I don't know if they planted that there and it's always there. Or maybe it is a bear that did it. As an adult, I'm saying that now. But as a kid, I'm thinking, oh, shit. The concentrate must have did that. Look how tall he is. So now me and some other kids, we we, we freaking out now, nah, y'all. So that's strike two right there. <laughs> that's strike two right there for me, y'all. I'm like already nervous. I'm seeing scratches on trees. I hear shit in the back. I'm looking around. I think he caught the bushes eat one of us. So now we head back uh, to the campsite. A few hours later, it starts to rain, right? It's raining. It rains harder and harder. Now it's dark, and we had a full-fledged storm, yo. I mean, it's lightning. It's thundering. Trees are getting blown so hard. A couple of trees fell. It was crazy. Crazy. I'm in this tent, man. I'm, I'm cold. I'm scared. I'm thinking with the Constrate Monster. I got to pee. I got to pee so bad. But I ain't going outside because I ain't trying to get ate up by the Constrate Monster, yo. So after a while, I waited. I waited out. It never stopped raining. It kept storming. I had to go. I peed on myself. <laughs> I peed on myself, and I laid there till the daylight came. Yo, know? when I came out uh, during the morning, I told my camp my campsite. Camp- look, I peed on myself, and I want to go. I was crying. Like, I want to go home. I want to get back to where I'm from. I'd rather be home in the ghetto. And come home and see 10 brothers on the ground and swat right there. Then stay my ass in the woods again and pee myself again, y'all. So it was just so scary. And and like I said, they never corrected the castrate straight Monster story. Then I said, oh, nah, we playing? They kept pushing it on, man. So I'm like, I can't be the only one, but I may have been the only one that left, y'all. So to this day, if anybody remember back in the day, they probably get, remember that boy peeing himself? That black boy peed himself, yo. That's me. That's me. So that's one of my scary times growing up as a kid. Uh, yeah, I joined the Cub Scouts. I peed myself and I quit. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's sad, I know. Thank you so much for coming through and taking a listen. Please hit those hands, claps, keep them coming. Don't forget to share this on your social media and go support other podcasters because they can sure use the love too. It's your boy since he'll B. Come again and bring about twenty-five friends. I talk to y'all soon. I'm out of here. And remember, if you get dressed in the morning, you go to the closet and get your shoes, and all you see is left shoes. All your right shoes are gone. Don't take your ass to work. Go back to bed. Peace. Yo, B, what's up, boy. What's up, what's up, what's up? Hey, yo, listening to your episode, man, hey times have not times have changed but times have not changed you still got to check your stuff because there's still deviant people out there as long as there are deviant people out there you always got to check that halloween candy well i don't celebrate it you know what i'm saying i don't don't celebrate i ain't got time for that you know and i ain't giving out no candy matter of fact little kid come on my porch Knocking at my door. I'm going to turn on my porch light. I hope they come to my door. Because you know what I'm doing? I'm snatching the bag. And I'm sicking the dog on them. So you better not come to my porch. Because if you do, your candy has gone.